get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. I know that we're all people just sitting here uh, looking at um, Nick eat a banana uh, <laughs> right now. I can't even focus. That anymore. looks like he's a tasty just, banana. He's the Burger King here in Troy has been uh, advertising for managers for a while, so we'll go through there next week. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> the Blues had made the playoffs 25 straight seasons before Eric Brewer arrived. After Brewer donned the note, the Blues missed the playoffs every season that Brewer was a Blue, except for one. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the new season, season five of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is episode one. Uh, We are coming to you live on Wednesday, September 21st, 2016 from the plush Let's Go Blues Radio studios. This is franchise episode number 82 all time. My name is Kurt Price, and for those who do not know, Let's Go Blues Radio is a weekly program that talks St. Louis Blues hockey. We do welcome listeners to call in uh, and chat with us live on the air, as well as tweet us questions or comments that we will read on the show. For more info on how to do all of that, go to letsgoblues.com slash radio. Uh, also follow us on Twitter at LGB Radio for show updates and, uh, dare I say, fantastic tweets. And, of course, check us out on Facebook as well. Joining me this evening uh, is uh, uh, half of the co-hosting duo, or the trio, I guess. A third. Two-thirds are here. <laughs> One-third is joining me. Um, Mr. Jeff Ponder is here. Jeff, how was your off-season? Can you hear me? I, I lost you. I, this is I can hear you. What a great start to the season. <laughs> oh, here we go. You. I'm guessing you, you gave me a riveting intro. I did. It was fantastic. You, awesome. you would have loved it. You can well, listen hey. to it later. Well, hey, everybody. It's uh, Jeff Ponder and uh, having some audio issues as uh, anyone who's ever listened to a podcast knows, well, a podcast such as ours, knows that uh, that <laughs> continued to happen through the season. It's usually Jeff. It's but. true. So as I was saying, if you didn't hear, I was asking how your off season was. Uh, it was, I'm going to go with terrible. <laughs> Cardinals have not been fun to watch. Um, the, uh, I wasn't a big fan of the blues off season, which we'll get to. Um, uh, kind of enjoying the world cup, uh, more than I thought I would. So except for last night, which again, I'm sure we'll get to. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, uh, not bad. I mean, uh, the summer here wasn't that bad in St. Louis. It was it was a scorcher there for a little while, but not too bad. Nothing that we can't handle here in uh, the good old Midwest. I have enjoyed the uh, World Cup a little bit, uh, save for the USA games, which have been which have been bad. So yeah. uh, we we went to a, uh, to a watch party last night, and uh, uh, Jeff and I did. So that was at the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill, and we talked about Team North America being the, the, te- the team to root for now. So, Yeah, I, I made that claim um, even before, during the preliminary game. Actually, before the, the, the exhibition games, 
that I was going to root for Team North America. And I had a couple people giving me trouble about it. And I'm like, why don't you come talk to me in two weeks? And now those same people are coming to me saying, yeah, I'm rooting for Team North America. Yeah, it's they're fun to watch. That's a that's a young, hungry team that uh, almost feels like they have something to prove. Um, Bill, Mr. Bill Day, uh, one of the co-hosts of the show, uh, is uh, out of town and will likely not be joining us. He's going to try, but uh, probably not. So uh, we'll see if he can make it on for a few minutes. But uh, don't count on him. <laughs> Did you see that tweet from our good friends at the Blues Hockey Podcast? Uh, so your podcast will be five minutes or so. Not too many great moments to go over. That's <laughs> yeah. it's very true. We don't need a lot of time in this show to go over great moments. We can spend about an eternity talking about the questionable stuff or the, the less than the uh, desirable stuff. Kurt, um, I didn't get to ask you, how was your offseason? Uh, my offseason was uh, very eventful. Um, I got a divorce in the off season. Congratulations. <laughs> so, yeah. That Question was, mark. Uh, yeah. No, that was, uh, that's life changing. Go figure. Right. Yeah. So, but, uh, it'll be good. So that was, uh, and, uh, to tell you the truth, you know, the, 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 the blues playoff run last season was a fantastic distraction for me. So I appreciated what the blues did last year, uh, for me personally. I personally heard um, when David Backus was giving his post-game interview after game one of the Western final, he said, we're doing this for Kurt Bryce. So, uh, That's, yeah. I Yeah, we're like this, really. Yeah. So. I bet. You guys going to keep a long-distance relationship? <laughs> well, that's that's going to be. I mean, he's in Boston. I'm here. It's going to be tough, but we're going to make it work. Well, good. I'm glad to hear. Uh, since Bill is not here, I'm going to stand in for him with the beer of the episode. And I think I'm going to do a pretty good job here, actually. Um, I've got a... Bud Light. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know I haven't had a Bud Light in forever. But uh, I, from... I only have them when I go to Hot Shots. For some reason, when I go to Hot Shots, I feel like I have to drink a Bud Light. And I only go uh, to Hot Shots about once a year. Okay. I've, I've been there <laughs> twice. And yeah, maybe once a year is about right for me, too. I've got a chocolate peanut butter porter. From the Horny Goat Brewery. And if I'll hold it up to the camera there for the folks watching on uh, That's YouTube. That's good stuff. It's fantastic stuff. I, uh, It's really good. And I've got it in, I've actually got it poured in a Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill mug for those that can see it. So There you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get into our event last night, but uh, those are some classy mugs. I love those things. I, they're cool. Uh, and uh, you don't, I mean, as I was talking with uh, Cristiano uh, uh, Simonetta, Simonetta. Le, Simonetta? Simonetta last season, uh, he was underage and uh, he was in, you know, in the, the trivia contest to try and win one. And I said, he'll have to put root beer in it because he could not put alcohol in the said mug. Yeah, because people under 21 never drink. No, no I, ever. No. I know I never did. So I mean, th this, beer, this award winning porter gets its luscious dark color from the generous use of roasted malts. We bring just the right amount of hops to the party to balance out that malt backbone and let the stars of the show shine. You will get heavy uh, notes of chocolate and peanut butter to question whether you're drinking a glass of delicious suds or popping a peanut butter cup in your mouth. So there you go. Sounds empty. It's quite good. It is. Well, it's in the mug. I know. I know. <laughs> say, man, you really be. like that beer. I, it's, I can go through a, a, yeah, a few of them. They're pretty dangerous. I like them. They're good. Good stuff. 
Well, speaking and, of beer, why don't we get to the Blues offseason? <laughs> <laughs> Which would lead you to drink. Um, yeah, the... Actually, first, uh, why don't we go ahead and mention the, the hockey tournament we're going to play in. Yeah, sounds the, good to uh, me. Now, the, the, is it Clays? Is that how you pronounce it? Clays? It's Clays, yes. Clays, Clays. The Clays Classic Roller Hockey Tournament. Uh, Jeff and I, are, and I think Bill is going to sign up too, as long as uh, uh, his schedule permits and there's slots available. So we're playing another benefit tournament, uh, which is, uh, it's proven to be a good time. Um, and this one is on November 19th at the Midwest Sport Hockey uh, Complex in Queenie Park. Uh, it's a roller hockey tournament that's being put on to benefit Jesse Clays, who is uh, currently battling a stage four cancer. The specific cancer Jesse has is one in which malignant cancer cells form in the tissues of the upper part of the throat behind the nose. And uh, Jesse, his wife, Sarah, and their children, Savannah, Jessera, Jessera, and Julia would really appreciate anything you could do to help. So uh, we're happy to participate. Uh, yeah. And um, I, I know Jesse personally, um, very good guy. Uh, this, you know, yeah, I know that you, you always hear this when uh, when cancer strikes, but uh, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. So um, he really appreciates all the support he's gotten. Uh, his wife, Sarah, is a wonderful lady. Um, and I know she's excited for the tournament, uh, which was under better circumstances, obviously. But um, uh, everybody's looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. Uh, we have tournaments over at Queenie Park uh, quite regularly. I'd say once or twice a year, um, and they, you know, they are very accommodating uh, in terms of rink charges and, and beer charges and all that. So it'll be a great time. Um, not sure how much we're looking at for events outside of hockey, but I'm imagining we're going to have raffles or something like that. Uh, so it'll be a it'll be a real good time, and and I recommend uh, if, if you're not doing anything. On November nineteenth, it's a Saturday night. Uh, come on out and you know just show your support uh, and uh, you know enjoy some terrible men's league hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if uh, if you're a player, you know you can uh, you can sign up as well. So that's I think it's uh, sundayrollerhockey.com slash page twenty one. Yes, that's correct. So, yeah, so that's uh, yeah, it'll it'll be a good time. Yeah, there's only uh, uh, last I looked, I think there was only. 20 spots left at most yeah. that's so yeah, you, it's it's gonna go fast once you get to about 13 spots left it really starts filling up because people start freaking out oh man I, I gotta sign up for this before other people do okay now the offseason moves or lack thereof or the whatever you call it the uh we got the vladimus 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 vladimus, vladimus uh <laughs> The I think we have a new soundbite for the start of the show, Kurt. Uh, oh, speaking of which, um, if anybody can identify the uh, three audio clips, I said three, I gave it away. The three audio clips <laughs> in the background of the uh, intro, uh, you know, where they're from, what they are, uh, you will win one of the uh, spectacular Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill beer mugs. So if you haven't heard it, you know, listen on YouTube, rewind it, listen to the to the intro, and see if you can uh, pick them out and uh, let us know what they are. Tweet us, email us, join the show, and tell us um, any which way we'll do. So, I have two, but I'm I'm obviously not going to say it on air. Uh, I will say that one is a Whitney Houston song, correct? <laughs> uh, I, I can neither confirm nor deny. Ah, said okay. uh, Whitney Houston guess. So, uh, we'll go. Well, I'll leave with that. Is that uh, you're telling Sabo- us that you're having Bobby Brown on as a guest sometime? 
I, I don't think he could pay me to have. He's still alive, right? Is he alive? I don't know. Is that a bad joke if he's dead? He's probably a bad joke. <laughs> he probably is a bad joke. That's why I didn't say he's, Whitney Houston. He, he's alive. Everyone around him is dead, but he's alive. <laughs> Whitney Houston's gone. Her daughter's gone. He's still oh, alive. Oh, that's right. Her daughter's gone too, man. Yeah. yeah she, I'm, yeah. I'm looking it up, but go ahead and continue. Because I know the world right. cares if Bobby Brown's alive. Can you hear background noise here at all? No? I don't. Okay, good. You got okay. some noise going on? We got a party going on upstairs or something? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's kids. <laughs> okay, so just um, in case you care, Bobby Brown is still alive. Okay. Yeah. So there you I go. Did, I, did, I did know that. Man, what a great blue show this is turning out to be. <laughs> <laughs> Vladimir Saboka, I'm going to try and say his name again for the 10th time. <laughs> uh, the most talked about fourth liner in the history of fourth liners. Um, should he stay or should he go? Uh, I'm I'm tired of this stupid song and dance with Saboka. He's a he's a good fourth liner, yeah. Maybe on his and his good days as a third liner, but so much time has been and print has been wasted on if he's coming back or not. It, it's insane. So let's just get this out of the way early on, so we can move on. Do Do you care, Jeff, that he's apparently not coming back now because of his contract issues with the KHL? And uh, speaking of which, real quick. He didn't seem to care about his contract issues when he left the NHL with the Blues. Uh, yeah, but the difference the is if, if you screw over Russia, you end up at the bottom of the river. <laughs> Still. Uh, Still. Uh, no, um, you know, I got to say, there is one person in this entire world who believes that Vladimir Sabotka is the Blues key to the Stanley Cup, and that is the Blues general manager. Oh, I thought I was going to say I was gonna say you. No, not me. Um Every year, is that not the first thing that he mentions that we're going to talk to Saboka and we're going to bring him back? For, for some reason, this fringe third-line player is the most important player to winning a cup for him. Um, whenever, yeah, I don't think he did it. I think he did actually do it this season, didn't he? At the end of the yeah third round, so. he did. Uh, yeah, and I know that when they were ousted in the first round, which that was more infuriating. When they would lose in the first round, and he'd say, "Oh, we're gonna chop Spoka." Yeah, because a fourth liner is—it's what's stopping you from advancing to the second round. Um, yeah, I'm done with it too. Uh, I personally, when when he left and when he expected more money, and all this started going down, and there's all the talks of the Blues trading his rights for Sidney Crosby or whatever Blues fans were asking for for that. Um, I was done with him. I'm, I I don't care about trading his rights. I just want him gone. I don't want him in the locker room. It's a similar situation to, and I don't know if we'll get into this at all, but uh, Montreal, what they've, the, the changes they've made. They got rid of P.K. Subban because he was a locker room problem, but then they bring in Andrew Shaw and uh, Alexander Radulov. Um, to maybe Shaw's not a locker room problem, but he's a problem for other reasons. It's the same thing with the Blues. You get rid of Saboka, you pretty much state that he was a locker room problem, that he expected to be a second-line center. Um, and then the, the very next year, you're talking about how you need to bring him back because he adds an element to your team that you need. I don't understand it. The guy's a, a third, fourth liner, third liner at best. I mean, if yeah. maybe with a couple injuries, he's all right on your second line. But – a uh, short-term fill-in for the second short line, term. maybe. Yeah, not yeah. yeah. And the people who are calling about, remember how well how good he was with Saboka? Those are or uh, Tarasenko. 
the 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 same people are talking about how they hate Laterra. Like, I I don't hate's a strong word. I'm not a huge Laterra fan. I think he's a little overpaid, but you can't argue that Sabotka is better at center with Tarasenko than Laterra. That's ridiculous. Uh, so if your whole argument is well, Saboka and Tarasenko have chemistry together. We don't need that. We've got we've got Laterra centering him. Laterra and Schwartz. That's not a bad first line. You know, you don't need a third liner jumping up on that line and and changing up the chemistry. Um, yeah, I, I I'm done. I'm done with Saboka. I I actually do not want him on the team anymore. I'm just I don't tired either. Of it. It's out of principle. I mean, yeah. is he a good? Is he a good fourth liner? Sometimes third liner. Yeah, yeah, he is. But you know what? I'm tired of it. I, I, I have, I have morals. I have standards. I'm like, I'm not gonna just. I'm not gonna beg this guy to come back. He obviously doesn't care to come back. It's just, if he wants to come back, he'd come back. Um. So I'm not. I'm done. I'm done with it. I don't care. Is that a kid um, in the background for you, or is that my it, kid? It, it it probably is. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check on him. Uh, he's yelling about something. Okay. Uh, but uh, but I want to talk about Hitchcock and Yo next about uh, uh, about that. So if you want to jump into that, and I'll I'll join you in a sec. Sure. About, of course. So about what your thoughts on Hitchcock, the one year deal, and then Yo, you know, interim uh, 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 basically coach for a year, and then he takes over. So. Right okay. Back. Yeah. Um. So for those who don't know, I'm, I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast knows Ken Hitchcock uh, signed a one year deal. He. Uh, well, all but said that he is done at the end of the year. Uh, Mike Yo was signed as an associate head coach, uh, but this is also after Kirk Muller walked away, Brad Shaw walked away. Uh, so you're going to look at a whole new coaching staff next year. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm happy with it. Um, the thing that I don't like about it is I'm not a big fan of Ken Hitchcock. Uh, I'm a fan of Ken Hitchcock, actually, uh, as much as Bill Day is probably grinding his teeth right now. Um, I, uh, I like him. It's just, I don't like the idea, even though you brought in yo to, uh, step in next year. I don't like the idea of having a coach who already knows he's not coming back next year. Um, I know that him and yo are going to work out the same systems and it's, they're trying, the whole idea of this is, is to make it a smooth transition once Hitchcock's gone. But if you know that you're not going to be a long-term coach, I don't understand why a general manager would want to bring back that head coach for another year. Um, again, I know that this is a, a you know, a, whatever they call those, a, a tour around the league one more time for him. And, and he's, you know, going to be able to try and go out on top. The players are going to be uh, playing hard for him in the playoffs, I'm sure. But at the same time, I just, if you already know that he's not coming back next year, um, just give it to Yo. Go ahead and, and get him started as the head coach. Uh, you already have a big transition this summer, which we'll get into with a couple of your roster players. Uh, go ahead and make the head coaching change. Um, I know that uh, Hitchcock has served this team well, even though a lot of people disagree with it. Um, Kurt, you're, uh, you got a little smile oh on your face. God. Everything okay? No. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is not okay. Oh, good Lord. My, my four-year-old was up – my five-year-old – was upstairs crying. I thought he was just, you know, oh, he'll go to sleep. He was all right. He was in the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> boy. Yeah. The toilet's not working. It overflowed. <laughs> so <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. You know, I'm just down here doing the show. And, 
Yeah, that's that's Do you great. You need to disappear awesome. for a little while. I can no, I can no. man this. It's what's done is done. I'll clean it up when we're done. <laughs> is he out of the bathroom? He's not gonna track it all he's over, fine. is he? No, he's fine. Okay. Well, I <sighs> was just saying, Kurt, that uh, <laughs> that uh, I am I am a fan. I I don't hate Hitchcock like a lot of people do, and and Bill Day would disagree, but. Um, I'm not a fan of the one-year deal. I think that uh, if you know you're making a coaching change next summer, just do it now. I know that uh, I'll finish my thought that I was on and I'll let you take over. But um, I know that uh, it's it's a it's an old boys league. Um, look at it, at the fact that John Tortorella keeps getting jobs. If you want an example, um, and I know that that Hitchcock has done great service for this team. But the issue is that, um, and I know a lot of people disagree with that, but he has. I mean, look at where they were before he came in. Uh, so you kind of want to give him his last hurrah. But this is a business. You know, it's not like if you if a guy works at a job for 20 years and he's terrible at it, the place is going to be like, eh, you know what, uh, just stay another year. Stay another year and, and you know, be, you know, we know we're going to let you go in a year, but, but just go ahead and stay and do whatever you want for a year. I'm not a fan of that. I think that um, – I hope that if he hits a slump, and again, it's not anything against Hitchcock, but I hope if he hits a slump that Armstrong just doesn't sit there and say, well, he's only got a couple months left. Let's just let him keep going. I hope he has a quick trigger on it and just says, all right, yo, it's your team now. Run with it. <laughs> all right, yo. It's your team. <laughs> all right, yo. Uh, how are you? Uh, you know what? I, I would I would hope that he would do that as well if, if the team is struggling and Hitchcock is – lost the room or the team needs a change, I would think that having Yo right there waiting the wings anyway would make it easier to pull the trigger on Hitchcock. Not that Armstrong would necessarily do that, but, I mean, that I you that that, that does – I mean, it's not like they have to go searching for a coach. They have the guy. He's there already. So, uh, I mean, so there's that. And, and initially when Yo – I wasn't a big big on the Mike Yo signing. Uh, I have my kids yelling at me again. But I was warmed up to the – I warmed up the idea of him taking over. Uh, he should be better with the younger players than Hitchcock was, is, was. And, uh, you know, he'll have better talent than he had in Minnesota, which can only help. But And maybe he can get more out of Ratty and Yaskin, uh, which, you know, if anybody can get more out of Yaskin, <clears throat> that'd be – that's he, Yaskin is such a huge piece to this team. If he's got – if he can turn the corner and – and come into his own and start playing with some, you know, create some differences on the scoreboard, then uh, this team is a vastly different team. But, um, you know, so maybe maybe Yo can help with that. I don't know. But um, I don't know. I, I uh, Maybe maybe Shattenkirk will like the idea of Yo as a head coach and actually want to stay. Who knows? Well, I, I think that if all these trade – and, you know, again, maybe we're getting off topic here, but that's kind of what we do at Let's Go Blues Radio – uh, I think if it wasn't for all these trade rumors, he would want to stay. But it's just because he's been in trade talks now for, what, two years at least? I mean, I don't know how long it, that's been Armstrong, but at least this summer, Armstrong has flat out said he's been trying to trade him, but he just can't find the right deal. That is what's making him want to leave, which is very annoying to me. Because what are you going to do next summer? Let's say the Jay Bowmeister gets claimed by Las Vegas – and then you turn around and say, all right, Chet and Kirk, we're ready to sign you. And he says, nope, I'm not signing with you guys. You're just going to turn around and try to trade me. And you got to offer me this, 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 and this. And Armstrong's going to say, that's too much. I can't do it. 
then you're out two defensemen. Two. I mean, I know we all like to complain about Bowmeister, but you lose next summer Bowmeister and Shattenkirk. That's a huge loss. Yeah, I. You know, the initially the trade rumors of Shattenkirk were dispelled by Armstrong. There's, there's it was nothing to him. There's not there. And not that you believe what a GM says anyway, but still, that's what he came out and said. So, you know, okay, you respect that. But then, you know, it just happens. It happened all the time. Trade deadline, offseason, next trade deadline, next offseason. A trade rumor, trade rumor, trade rumor. And then all of a sudden you find out that they are they are trying to move him. And, and Shattenkirk's agent wants him to be moved. And everyone's saying that he's going to be moved. And then he's not. You know, the, the, the deal with Hall apparently fell through and uh, because uh, uh, Shattenkirk wouldn't commit to sign long-term in Edmonton. So we could have had Taylor Hall for Shattenkirk, which, you know, I would have been okay with. You know, if you're going to move him, that's a, that's a pretty good return. Oh, uh, yeah. But, but uh, so, you know, I, 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 we'll see what happens with Shattenkirk. I'm, I, I, at this point, I really have no idea because he's been, you know, he's been traded. He's not been traded. He's. Uh, we'll see what happens with Yo. You, you never know when you get a new coach, so we'll see. My, my son is yelling at me again. You probably hear. yeah. Do you want me to take over again? Yeah, you want to talk about Brian Elliott? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I'd yeah, love you to. and your phone. You in your phone case? My phone case and my hat. I'll go find my my flames hat. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll go. I'm gonna go crack some skulls. Got <laughs> All right. So again, I'm sure everybody knows, but Brian Elliott uh, traded at the uh, the NHL draft. Um, earlier this year uh, for a draft pick. And um, he, as everybody knows, was the Blues starting goalie in the playoffs, uh, played lights out for the most part, uh, had a little bit of a struggle there in the third round, maybe even a little bit there in the second round, uh, but for the most part was a great goaltender. Um, he, uh, The rumor is that he came out to Armstrong. Well, I guess it's not much of a rumor because Armstrong was out with it. Um, that uh, he wanted to be moved to a team where he could be a starter uh, pretty much since he knew he wasn't going to be a starter here with Jake Allen uh, uh, waiting to take the starting job from him. So uh, he was dealt uh, to the Calgary Flames. Again, um, I have no problem with this trade. I have no problem with the idea of trading Brian Elliott. Um, I will say that uh, he, if I'm going to be a man in my early 30s and say that I have a favorite player, it would probably be Brian Elliott. Um, so it was, uh, disheartening to see that he was moved, but I understood it now. And I know that this is something that I took issue with and other people argued with me about my only issue with this trade. Perfect timing, Kurt. My only issue with this trade is that, um, I feel that they, and I know that other people are going to say, Oh, what is it? What, What could they have gotten? I feel like they could have gotten something better. He is a starting goalie in the NHL. And uh, Calgary Flames, uh, Buffalo Sabres off the top of my head. I'm trying to name some teams that need starters. Edmonton Oilers, if you uh, if, if you think maybe they want to do a 1A, 1B with Talbot. Um, I think that there are plenty of teams that would have given a little bit more than just a – was it a second or a third round? It was a second rounder, correct? Third, uh, third say, round. Uh... It's a uh, the 35th overall pick in the 16 draft and a conditional third round pick in 18. Yeah, and that's if he re-signs with Calgary, <laughs> correct? Yeah, I, yes, I believe so. Yeah, which he's yet to, so we don't know right. about that one yet. Um, but, yeah, um, I just feel like any starting – I feel like uh, – what did you know what? I'm going to look that up, uh, Kurt, when you start talking. But I think of a guy, and I know he's a younger guy, but Robin Lehner um, – 
I'm not a fan of his at all. I, I don't think he's very strong. I don't think that was a uh, very good move by Buffalo to expect him to be their number one goalie. But I'm fairly confident that uh, Buffalo gave up a lot more for Robin Lehner than Calgary did for Brian Elliott. Granted, again, you got age, you got the fact that, that Lehner is still a younger guy, but you got to figure Calgary's a pretty darn good team, and they're going to make a darn good push for at least a second or third round this year. Uh, and they just got a guy who's probably got two or three good years left. So I feel like a guy like that could have warranted a better trade. Um, I don't know if I want to use the word that Armstrong panicked, but I feel like he probably took the first deal he could find. Again, I'm speculating, but I just not a fan of the return on him. Um, in June, uh, Doug Armstrong told the Post Dispatch uh, about the tandem between Elliot and Allen. You didn't discuss this part, did you? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, all right, okay. Well, last season, Brian Elliott and Allen shared the crease for the Blues, obviously. And in June, Doug Armstrong told the Post Dispatch. He doesn't see the situation changing uh, in the 2016-2017 season. Quote, I quote Doug Armstrong here, I can see us coming back with both goaltenders. I thought when I looked at the, at the end of the season, we were very fortunate to have two goaltenders that were there to grab the ball when it hit the floor, which is a strange analogy. Um, <laughs> when the ball hits the floor, who says that? What does that mean even? Uh, when the ball was. hits the floor, they're there. Why, why, okay. I, I've never he does. He before. says and does a lot of things that I don't know if I agree with. <laughs> when the when the when the shit hits the carpet, it's <laughs> what? No one says that. Um, so uh, and we and, and I keep quoting him. We had those significant injuries to both guys, and both guys took the challenge and then ran with it, and then and then didn't let the other guy back in the net until an injury. And then just days later, a couple weeks later, I guess it was, Elliot was traded to Calgary for the 35th overall pick. Uh, and so, I, I mean, it doesn't matter what GMs say. It's all fluff. It's all, he, I'm surely, he may not have, he, he may have had in his mind that he wanted to come back with both goalies. And maybe he got a, he enjoyed Calgary's offer for some reason uh, and changed his mind. But uh, in short, like, I agree with you, we got next to nothing in, in return, and, and Calgary got pretty much an elite goaltender. Um and let me preface this by saying that it's nothing against Jake Allen. I think he can be a fantastic goalie for us moving forward. But what we got in return for Elliott was less than ideal. He was worth more. He's worth way more to us than what we got. Uh, I'd have rather held on to Elliott this season and lost him for nothing in the offseason than to move him when we did and get what we got. Uh, as of right now, we've taken a, a step back in net and didn't get any better elsewhere in this trade. Um, so unless Allen plays out of his mind and stays healthy, which he hasn't been able to do yet in his career, uh, this move could be bitched about all season long. I'm waiting for that. But, uh, you know, especially if Elliott plays well in Calgary, which we'll see if that happens. Yeah. If he plays well in Calgary and Allen's not doing great here, oh, man. Yeah, because honestly, Calgary, I think, has a decent defense. I think they were very, very much underperforming last year. Um, I think they'll do a lot better under, oh my gosh, who'd they hire um, at the head coach? Mm. They just hired somebody this summer. I'm feeling like Glenn Gulletson. Um, I think that they'll do better under Glenn Gulletson, but uh, they uh, the problem with their defense is they have a lot of offensive guys. They've got Giordano, Hamilton, uh, Brody, and I want to say there's one more. I can't remember uh, uh, 
Dennis Weidman, right? Um, hmm. The referee killer. Uh, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, so I think that the style is going to be a lot different. And, you know, a lot of people in St. Louis, their argument against Elliott was, well, it, it, he plays in a system that favors the goaltender, although I always disagree because I felt like, yes, the Blues allowed 20 shots a game, but it was a lot of times seven or eight of those were prime scoring opportunities. Um, but that's neither here or there. If he can thrive in a Calgary system with uh, his defensemen who like to jump up in the play a little more, yeah, I agree with you. This is going to look like a terrible trade, and uh, I already think it's it's heading that way. But, uh, Kurt, first of all, real quick, uh, Robin Lehner was acquired. He was sent with David Leguan uh, to Buffalo in exchange for a first-round pick, um, and that was Buffalo's first-round pick. So that is a very high pick. Um, yes, it is. Yeah. So again, again, I know we're talking about a, a younger guy, but uh, I feel like even in his age, Elliot should have warranted more than Robin Lehner, who has yet to really prove himself uh, at the NHL level. Uh, real quick, before you into the next thing, let's just run through this real quick. Don't have to get in crazy tangents. I know I'm throwing this one on you. Let's run through a couple of the last. Doug Armstrong trades real quick. And all we have to say is good or bad. Okay. Anders Nielsen traded uh, to, for a 2017 fourth round pick to the Buffalo Sabres. That's good. I yeah, think. that's good. I like that. Uh, Elliot, uh, the Elliot trade, we both agree is bad. Bad. Yeah. Um, the, uh, oh, that's a draft pick trade. Let's skip that one. Uh, Anders Nielsen for Nicholas Lundstrom and a 2016 fifth round pick. I don't know. Wash. Uh, again, yeah, let's let's try uh, to stick to the bigger ones. Uh, I was gonna say it's, it's kind of it's, yeah. It's, it's so like back okay, page so, stuff. so this one, if you would ask me right when this trade went down, I would have said Blues win hands down. Now I think it's other team wins. T.J. Oshie for Troy Brower, Phoenix Copley, and a 2016 third round pick. You know, at the at the at the time, I said it was a win for Washington. You did. Uh, okay. I did. I did. At the, at the time, I hated it. Actually, I mean, I liked. I like. I liked Brower, but I thought we should have got more for Oshie. Um, I, I think I like Oshie more than a lot of people do. I guess I don't know, but um, the um, but in last season, I was like, you know, I was okay. Oshie was playing well. He didn't play as well offensively as he did with us until the end of the season. I think he kind of tore it up and and did better. But uh, he, people were praising his offense last year with Washington. But he actually had better numbers with us the year before that. So um, up until the end of the season, I think. Uh, but uh, in the playoffs, I mean, hell, Brower was fantastic. Yeah, he was. Uh, I, I, so I mean, and that's what they got him for. Yeah. Ex- well, yeah, they said that, but then I look at his playoff numbers going into last season, and they were worse than Oshie's. Yeah, so I agree. I'm like, but, what the? F- yeah, but, but at the same but, time, people said the same thing about Keith Kachuk. And but then when when the Blues started right. going to the playoffs, even though he wasn't putting up monster points, he was a presence out there, which is what you need. And Brow was a presence, and he actually put the puck in the net and hit the post a handful of times too. He could have oh, more goals many times. But uh, so and and the in the playoffs, I was like, okay, you know, we're the the Brow Froshi thing is is. But then we don't resign him, and it's like ah. That, so I think it's a. I mean, even though. The playoff run last season was worth something. I mean, it was it was a great run. It it was good for the organization. It was good for St. Louis hockey. Uh, the, the organization made money. Uh, so, so all that's good. But going from this now on, 
it's like I, I'd rather have Oshi. The only <laughs> the only way to me that trade, it, okay, if things played out the way they did with Troy Brower staying one year and then signing elsewhere, if that still continued, there's only two ways that trade works out in the Blues' favor, in my opinion. One, they win the Stanley Cup. If they would have won the Cup last year, I would have said. I don't care if Oshie scores 100 points next season, Blues won that trade. They got exactly what they needed. Or two, oh, uh, Phoenix Copley, the goaltender they got in the trade, becomes the Blues' starting goalie. That's the only two ways. So so right now, that is the only option to me, me, if this is going to be a Blues' favorite trade. If Copley turns out to be the next best goalie and outshines Jake Allen – I will eat my words that this was a loss for the Blues, but I'll gladly eat them. But uh, right now, I think this is definitely a win for the Capitals. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was the, the only time I was really on board with the trade was in the playoffs when Brower made his presence known. And he actually played he played well during the season, uh, but he really stepped up in the playoffs and, and, and turned it on. And so, okay, okay, good. We resign him. We've got a, an impact player who contributes in the playoffs. Good, but then we don't we don't have him back. So that that's a. I mean, if we resign him, different story. We didn't resign him, so that 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 kind of kills the trade for me. Yep. Uh, okay, moving on. No, another couple ones, and on. we'll move on. So Benik right. Mahalik and a 2015 conditional third round pick for Maxim Latunov. I think that's a wash. A lot of people would say that's a loss because Mahalik uh, left and went back to Phoenix, but. I mean, honestly, I don't think Latunov's turning into really anything for Arizona. So, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe you disagree? Yeah. No, no, I don't. I don't disagree at all. I'm not. I I, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. About that. I mean, as far as like being it, it not being a wash. The wash is is uh. That sounds good to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, gonna, I'm not gonna pick jump, sides on that one. I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. Roman Polak. For a 2014 fourth-round pick and Carl Gunnarsson. And by the way, that fourth-round pick turned into goalie Vili Husso. See, I, I didn't like that trade of time either. I wanted to keep Polak. I liked Polak. But... You know, I was opposite. I actually was totally in favor for that trade because I thought Polak was being overused by Hitchcock, and I thought that uh, the only way to end that was to move Polak. And uh, I thought Gunnarsson was going to fit in well with this team. Apparently Armstrong thinks he does. I, I think he played well in the playoffs, so I will give Gunnarsson credit when credit's due. I didn't notice him pretty much at all in the playoffs, which a defenseman of his caliber, that's a good thing. So uh, right now I'm, I'm still calling it – I'm going to call it a wash for me because Pollock really, when he left here, he really kind of never really materialized in anything. He was a healthy scratch for San Jose. He re-signed in Toronto this summer, so we'll see how he does. But uh, – uh, he hasn't really done much since leaving the Blues. Uh, real quick, Another? let's go through one more. Okay. Ryan Miller and Steve Ott for Halak, <sighs> Stewart, Carrier, a 2015 first-rounder, and a 2016 third-rounder. You know, <laughs> um, I'm not I'm not going to be a hypocrite. At the time, I liked the move. I did. Um, I, I was not big on Halak. Um, I, he, Hawk had some fantastic moments here. Uh, but the, my main problem with Hawk was the guy could not stay healthy. He played one playoff game for us. He was here f- four years, one and a half, one, wasn't one it? One and a half playoff <laughs> games. 
uh, one complete playoff game. And I, I mean, if you can't play in the playoffs, what good are you? I mean, what's the, I mean, that's those are the games that count. Those are the games that matter. So uh, he's just not wasn't very durable. Now, the Miller didn't play as well as we had hoped. He didn't play awful in the regular season. He had some actually bad games, but in the playoffs, I people like to blame him. I don't like that. Um, he wasn't fantastic. He didn't steal games, but he was not the reason we lost that series. I mean, it was a we. we it, he just wasn't. I, I, in my opinion, so the reason I, 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 I liked, I, I liked when we, when I heard we got Miller, I was like, yes, finally, okay, move to lock Miller. Even though, even though I really wanted to see Elliot start, the opportunity to get Miller persuaded me, it wooed me into into uh, liking that deal, and I, I still, I still like the deal. Go figure. Um. I hated the deal. I, 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 okay. At first I just said meh at the deal. Um, because I, Armstrong even said it like a month before the trade. Miller was a 5% uh, upgrade over Halak. And then, and he basically, that was his excuse for not going and getting him. The reason I didn't like the trade and I hate the trade now is looking back at that team, that was your final piece. You thought that uh, even though you had Halak, who, yes, had struggles with being healthy, but was still putting up great numbers and doing his job for the most part, uh, except for when he handled the puck, and uh, and Brian Elliott, who I personally thought at that time deserved to be a starting goalie in the NHL, um, you thought your final piece was bringing in another goaltender? That roster wasn't very good. Der- Derek Roy was a second to third line center. That guy at that point in his career shouldn't even been playing in the NHL. And it was proven the next year when he went to Nashville and got waived after like four games. Um, and then at that, I mean, Brendan Morrow was a, was a third line player at that point in his career. He shouldn't been in the NHL. And again, he proved that with Tampa Bay. Um, I just didn't like that team. I didn't think it was a Stanley cup team. And for him to make a major move like that, to go after a cup, I thought was very short-sighted by him. And just it didn't fit with me because that team, in my opinion, was a great regular season team, but you could tell in the regular season they didn't have what it takes to be a strong playoff team. And I just think that was completely overlooked by Armstrong. It, it might have been uh, – part of it might have been that, okay, well, maybe this team isn't – isn't where it needs to be necessarily to win a cup. But if we get a guy, if we can get one guy who can steal us a series or two, who's that going to be? And that's going to be a goaltender. Now, if he didn't think that Halak or Elliot could steal a series for them, maybe he thought Ryan Miller could be that guy. And okay, he can help overcome any shortcomings that team had. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm spitballing as far as you know the rationale behind the trade. Again, I, I'm not going to back off from when I like. I liked the trade at the time, and I liked it now. Probably because I just the way I felt about Halak. You know, I just he was the guy going the other way, and it was just I. I, I didn't. I, I, Elliot was my guy anyway. So I mean, in my mind, we're moving a backup goaltender for 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 Miller, uh, more or less. 
So, I mean, with the, the, the pick hurts, but, you know, I mean, that's – it is what it is. Who do they uh, – you don't know by offhand who they took with that pick, do you? I don't. I don't have it in front of me. Um, well, we can move on. Let's move on to the next thing. I'll look it up. Uh, David Backus is the next is the next thing. Uh, Fridge and Backus signed a five-year deal with the Boston Bruins, which will be a $6 million cap hit for them. And this year uh, and next, he'll make $8 million per year. $8 million per year for Backus this year and next. And then it drops off to $6 million in year three, then $4 million in years five and six, which is presumably when he will be traded. <laughs> or at least uh, his contract is set up to allow them to do that financially. Uh, not really cap hit-wise, though. But if a team needs to get to the cap floor, there you go. Uh, he has a no-movement clause until May 31st, 2019. Then he has a modified eight-team no-trade clause for the 1920 season. And then a no-trade clause uh, for the following season that includes 15 teams. So the last uh, couple seasons, he'll have a limited no-trade clause, uh, which he's making $4 million a year. Somebody might want to take a flyer on Bacchus in a trade at the deadline or something like that if, the, if Boston wants to get out from his contract. So, so first of all, uh, getting back to what we were just talking about, they actually traded that pick in the deal that sent Evander Kane, Zach Bogosian to uh, Buffalo, and then Tyler Myers, Drew Stafford, and a couple other guys to the uh, Jets. So the Jets acquired that pick, and they picked uh, Jack Roslovic, a United States center. Uh, so we're yet to see him in the NHL. I'm not sure where he's at in his development. But for anyone who was wondering, um, do you just want to roll through – all the moves in the off season, uh, maybe just the guys that were let go, and then uh, and then we'll talk about it. Or do you want to go one no. by one? It's, I mean, I can do either way. You want to talk let's about? Uh, let's roll through. Was... Yeah, let's just right. talk about Bacchus real quick. First all right. of all, so I'll say. Then we'll that, roll through. Yeah, um, I was sad for a couple reasons. I I have a love hate relationship with David Bacchus. Um, man, I, I love his heart. I love his intensity. Um, being a former media member, I, it was obvious the guys just. I don't want to use this word, but I can't think of anything else. The guys adored him in the locker room. Um, he was a well-liked guy uh, in the community. Um, honestly, in outside of the rink, I've never met a, a person who's ever said a bad thing about David Backus. Um, just a, a great guy all around, great ambassador for the sport. Um, really sad to see him go. Um, loved the, the the tweet that he sent out to Blues fans very classy of him. Um, having said that again, we, we, I mentioned this, this term earlier, but this is a business. Um, David Bacchus wanted way too much money. I think Doug Armstrong was purposely floating things out to blues fans, uh, before July 1st, basically saying he's too old to make this money. We've told him that, and it's just part of the business. And I think he was getting blues fans ready to say goodbye to David Bacchus because, there's absolutely no way that that any team should pay that guy that. He hits the open market, he's going to get that because that's what teams do. But um, I think the Bruins are going to love this deal for next year, or I guess this year, and uh, maybe next season. After that, I think management is going to be saying, what the hell, how do we get out of this contract? Because <laughs> at that point, Backus is clearly a third-line center for that team. And Eight, and, eight million. Eight, eight yeah. million. That's a lot. Next year, six this, six next million dollar cap hit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. For five years, right? Five year contract. Yep. Was? Yep. Yeah, five years, six first, million dollar cap hit. 
Yeah, first two at eight, uh, middle one at six, and the last two at four. And and uh, what are they saying when the uh, the next lockout might happen? Four or five years from now, so maybe they'll be out of it by then. But uh, yeah, yeah. If they're not, I mean that if they have a salary or if they uh, they cut the cap again, that's going to be killer for the. Well, Boston he's. I Bruins. mean, I mean, in in the last two years of the contract, he's making four million, so that's not as bad. But yeah, but the cap, the cap stays hit, the same. right? I know, but as far as but as far as him moving him to a team that maybe needs to get to the cap floor. You know, that yeah. might be an option for somebody. Which that, always to seems to be Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and old, uh, but, that's why, that's why they're in the league really. Just to, but to, I mean, I'll, I'll just say that, that, you know, it, I'm sad to see him go. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see um, how this team does without their captain. Well, without this captain. Uh, so we'll see going forward. Um, I'm pretty much on page with, on the same page with you with that. I, He's uh, uh, too much, in short, too much for Bacchus, and uh, that's uh, that's just that's all there is to it. Too much for for his age. That's the uh, uh, Blues just can't do that. That five year contract with that much money, just not it would wouldn't be financially sound. Uh, just to go on the list of other people that we've uh, that have been uh, moved or signed, we got uh, Troy Brower, which t- we touched on earlier, um, which we kind of talked about already. Uh, Jake Allen was resigned for four years, uh, extended, I guess. Uh, Carter Hutton was brought in to back up Allen uh, for uh, for two years, two point two five million uh, total. Uh, David Perron makes his return, uh, two year deal for uh, three point seven five million per. Uh, he also has a modified no trade clause. He can submit three teams to which he cannot be traded uh, uh, during the two years of his contract. Um, Scotty Upshaw returns, uh, which I like uh, as a fourth-line guy. Brodziak returns for two years, which I also like, both of them under uh, under a million. And uh, Yaskin signed a, a two-year deal with the Blues with a cap of a million. I guess I'm cool with that. Uh, and Jeff is on twice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm having an issue here. You have a lot of issues. Yeah. No, continue. And- I will try to stop making noise. And uh, Magnus Payarvi has signed a one-year deal for $700,000. Thank God. What will we do without Magnus Payarvi? And here's what I think. Here's what I think about Payarvi. Magnus Payarvi is like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's a terrible movie that seems to go on forever, even though it's only an hour and 40 minutes long. <laughs> that, that, is my, that, is, that is what I think of Payarvi. I, I don't know why. I, I he's making like almost the minimum, which I don't. But it's, I, I just I just don't know. I, I'd rather have somebody else, anybody else. I just don't think he's worth anything really. But no, I can. How can you hear me? By the way, I can. Am I? Do I sound good? Do I sound great as usually as I usually do? You sound as bad as you usually do. Oh, okay. Well, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, I got to. Uh, I got to get mobile. I'm actually going to be. We're going to be doing this show. While I run to Walmart. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. My, my son has this toy that he will not go to sleep if it doesn't work. And I mean, he just will literally stay up all night. And uh, we are apparently out of C batteries, and it's not working. So I have to run up to the store. <laughs> wow. You and I both have a. Uh... <laughs> Child interruptions tonight. That's awesome. Yes. It's <laughs> wonderful, isn't it? 
Um, so yeah, I mean, so go ahead and continue your, uh, your overall thoughts then on everything that the blues have done. Um, I don't think they've done enough. Like a lot of fans. I think that, uh, bringing Perron in is, is a, is a, is a gamble. It's a, it's a, a hail Mary kind of a, Oh, maybe he can score, you know, 25 goals and, and help us out and replace some of the production lost by, by Bacchus and Brower. Uh, you know, I'm sure he'll score 20 goals, but uh, or hopefully 20 plus. But still, I we've seen the Perron show before. Uh, we've seen this movie. It's 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 a uh, he. The offense's own penalties had better go away. I don't like his attitude, and his, he just takes it just stupid, dumb stuff he does on the ice. Um, he doesn't live up to his potential, and. Uh, you know, he 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 kind of acts like he wants to be Jeff Cortnall, but he's not. You know, no. I, I I know I know I know Jeff Cortnall. Jeff Cortnall was a friend of mine. He is no Jeff Cortnall. <laughs> was he really a friend of yours? No. <laughs> no. Uh, and, by the uh, way, that uh, yelling in the background that is uh, my son joining the show. So uh, say hi to the people, Shay. Um, Shay Weber Ponder. I will, I will do my best to not have Mickey Mouse Clubhouse play in the background here. Uh, change of plans. The wife's going to the store. So I get to sit upstairs. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> yep. Anyway, so, uh, so no, my uh, – man, what, what a professional show we run here. <laughs> I, uh, you, know, you know, what a dad you are. Going yeah, to the store right. to get batteries for your kid. Yep, that's right. Uh, no, so um, – You could be a guy my, in the street. I could. I could. I could just walk up to people at Walmart and ask their thoughts. Hey, on the hey, what do you think about Bacchus going to the Bruins? <laughs> what? That'd be awesome. Uh, no, I. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I agree with you on Perron. My my issue with Perron is we've seen this show before. You know, I, he. It seemed like to me, and it seemed like after he left, that him and Hitchcock butted heads and just it didn't wasn't working so it was obvious that you know after that last season he played with the blues i said even during the playoffs this guy's out of here you know he's done it's obvious him and hitchcock just cannot get on the same page and then my other issue was that he kept rolling perron now i know these other two guys aren't here anymore but he kept rolling perron out with bacchus and oshi Maybe people disagree with me, but I hated that line. I thought those guys, I thought Bagus and Oshie were okay together, but with Perron on that line, you had two guys in Oshie and Perron who were good puck movers, but honestly were guys that were notorious for holding on to the puck for too long. You put two guys on the ice like that together, no wonder David Backus only scored eight goals during the lockout season. You know, I mean, he's not going to be able to score goals when he doesn't get the puck, the puck shot towards the net. So, I don't know. It, it just seemed like the, the Perron experiment didn't work under Hitchcock, and then they're bringing him back for another showing of it. And I know he's reinvented his game. He's, he's changed his ways, apparently. He's more of a grinder type uh, in, w- that he was with uh, Pittsburgh and Anaheim, but I'm just not a fan of it. I don't understand it. I know that some people are excited. And Thank I, you, you for know, listening to Sorry, what was that? Did you hear that? Sorry, I did. Yeah, I did. Sorry, sorry. I wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy. Yeah, I, I hit a button. I hit a button. Ah, trying to get me to shut up. Stop talking about. 
<laughs> no, I uh, and and I always liked Ron. You know, I was always a big fan of his. Uh, I always say this to tell this to people when I talk about Perron that he was uh, the first game that I ever covered for the Blues was his game back from that concussion. So he's always going to oh. have a special place in my heart because that was one of the best nights, in my opinion, in Blues history. How he scored in this uh, third shift that night. Uh, it was early on. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what number it was. But yeah, I mean that was that was such a special moment, you know, and and just you know it'll be nice reliving moments like that with him. But we've seen this show before, as I said. I'm not a fan of this. Um, I think if my opinion is, if you're going to sign David Perron, I'd rather you just don't sign anyone at all. I'd rather we give Barbashev a shot in his role, or uh, we see another guy from the AHL uh, step in and, and try something. They try different experiments with different guys. I just, I'm, I mean, and again, it's nothing against Perron. It's just, I don't see this working for a second time. See, a lot of people thought that Perron was going to have, like, finally uh, break out and be this uh, elite guy. If he was going to do it at all, he was going to do it with Pittsburgh. And that didn't, I mean, he did okay, but it, it wasn't anything spectacular. And, so I yeah I, I don't know what makes anybody think he's going to have maybe he's maybe he does I don't know maybe he will have a a good season here you never know but I I have no expectations that's going to happen uh, anything he does over you know twenty three twenty four goals is a bonus so uh, I don't know I, we're on the same page there I. Uh, uh, we got Allen who uh, extended his contract for four years, which I'm, I'm I mean, it's, you know, they, they talked about uh, Armstrong talked about the, um, uh, the savings that uh, we have uh, cap wise after Elliot left um, this year, which is true, but next year it goes back up again because that's when his extension kicks in and uh, he's making four point, what five or something uh, a mm-hmm. million per season, something like that. So, it's gonna get. It's gonna jump right back up again, and and, and Hutton too, uh, helps uh, with uh, the cap hit. But uh, which I mean, he's. I, I I guess you would imagine Allen will get the vast majority of the starts, um, yeah. for this team. So that's that'll be interesting to see what he can handle and if he can stay healthy, which is a big yeah kind of a big question mark for me. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean I I like Jake Allen a lot. He's um, uh, he's a guy who works hard and. Uh, always puts his best foot forward, but my issue with with Allen is the same issue that a lot of uh, Blues fans have. I'm still yet to really see him put it all together in a big game, and I know that a lot of your uh, know-it-all Blues fans are sitting there going, "Oh, come on, stop holding on to that." But you, you got to face the facts. I mean, he's he's crumbled in big games in the past. Um, I know he was great in the AHL for the most part, but I heard from uh, from Wolves fans that there was multiple times where they'd have a big game that, that had playoff implications or even a playoff game where he would stand on his head the night before and then just allow two or three weak ones in the first period the next game, you know? So we kind of saw that in the Minnesota series. Um, and it's mental. It seems mental with it's, him. It's, it's not mental. just – it's not just – you know, bad goals. It's, 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 it's like a, just a stupid mistake that he makes that, or a lack of concentration that, that caused those goals to go in. I mean, that's kind of the thing that he hasn't really shaken. 
in my mind, I mean, I hope he does this year because he's, I mean, he's going to be out there a lot. And yep. uh, if he hasn't shaken that, that mental issue, then we're going to see that many more uh, questionable goals against him. But yeah. And, and, you know, goalies in the past, I mean, Patrick Waugh was one and then he proved it again when he was a head coach with Simeon Verlamov. Um, that sometimes you need to let goalies work through it. And, and with the blues structure, since he's been with the, with the team, you know, it's like, well, arms, he's not playing well, so let's throw Elliot back in or, Oh, let's throw Brodor in, you know, I mean, you, you can't, Hey, look at that. I'll finish my thought, and we'll get to this wonderful guy that just joined the call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. I, I like Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, finish your thought, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so in the past, it, it's been a thing of, okay, let's switch him out and put in the goalie who's fresh. Well, now they're not going to have that. So maybe, and I know it sounds like I'm speaking negatively here, but maybe this is a positive – and my goodness, Bill, there's some feedback coming out. You uh, you have a chance of, of turning that down on Um, Let me see what I'm going to do. Okay. Okay. Any better? I, I, not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You have yeah, I'm, I'm making – yeah, I've, I've got my earbuds in. Huh, weird. Well, oh, hey, Sorry, that was a little harsh, but I had to. I had to. I love how quickly the show derails when there's the three of us together. <laughs> um, okay, back. let me finish my thought. And uh, I don't hear any feedback, so that's a good sign, by the way. Oh, his um, mic's off, so. Oh, okay. Um, well, um, all I was going to say. Well, all I was going to say. Oh, man, there it is again. Did that work? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. We, we may we may just have to walk, look at Bill in his bathrobe as opposed to listening to him. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> He's um, got the leopard print bathrobe on. <laughs> I can't see him. I yeah. <laughs> it's it's just you know it would be better, Bill, if you if you obviously if the camera stays up high, but you got the bathrobe on, it's a wide open, and you, there's no shirt on, you, you, the chest showing and. That uh, would be quite the uh, <laughs> quite the image to get burned into my brain. Oh right. my! Go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? Hey, Jeff, real quick before I will, I will you, you, you walking you walking around <laughs> like that with it reminds me of the Blair Witch Project. Just the the camera in the woods. You're all closed. You're so walking scared. around. Everything's. Yeah, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. You need to have some <laughs> snot come out of your nose. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. All right. Anyway. Continue. So now Allen will be forced to work through his problems and will not have, I mean, yeah, Hutton's a, a capable backup, but if it's game four of the playoffs and he just let in two goals and it's only a two, one game, they're not going to pull him out and put Carter Hutton in. They're going to make Allen stay in there and work through his issues. So now having not losing that, 
safety blanket behind him might be a positive. Um, I hope it is. That's me being as positive as I can be, but I am still on the, uh, the, the train of thought that I just don't know if, uh, if he's ready for a starting role in the NHL, if he truly hasn't worked out his, his big game problems. Well, hopefully he is ready, uh, obviously, but I will, we'll see. I mean, I think he, I, he, the ceiling is high with him. So obviously management thinks that he is good to go. So we'll, uh, we'll see what he's got. And uh, it's going to be like a trial by fire because he's going to be the guy from the get-go this season. Um, got Upshaw and Brodziak to talk about. Uh, Bill, you want to chime in on uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Allen? Can you hear me, Bill? I think you still got him muted. Muted. I I didn't mute him. Yeah, I just I trying to avoid the uh, the feedback thing. <clears throat> um, and I I really can't stand too terribly long. All I can say is that uh, the Blues' entire off season uh, was disappointing and underwhelming. Um, you know, I'm 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 not expecting uh, too terribly much from this team this year. Um, I think you know at the back end we're the best teams in the league, but uh, up front, we leave a lot to be desired. Um, Goaltending, um, Jeff makes a great point. Now there's a huge question mark. What gets Allen out of his funk? He's got to play his way out. And uh, I, I just, I, I, I'm in the same boat as him. I don't trust him uh, to uh, to be able to do that. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe he has learned enough at this point, but you know, I think the fact that uh, Hitchcock and Armstrong alienated uh, Elliot uh, to the point that he asked for a trade, um, you know, I, I think that uh, does uh, just makes this team that much worse. Um, and Carter Hutton, he was a serviceable backup to, um, and he had a little little flash of brilliance when he was in Chicago, but you know hard not to, uh, you know, when you have a team that can put up a lot of goals in front of you. Um, and then he was just a serviceable backup to Pekka Rene, who was the workhorse. So, I don't know. I'm, uh, I am I don't think that uh, the Blues Gold situation is uh, really going to be all that great this year. <laughs> um, but, I mean, no, anyway. points. Um, I mean, are we wrapping up off-season talk here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about yeah, everybody. So, Harvey, Yaskin, Brodziak, Upshaw. Yeah. And did you say Brower leaving? Brower, yeah, Brower's leaving. We talked about him earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I echo Bill in every way. And I, I think we had a tweet earlier from um, the Drop Podcast, maybe. Um, yeah. Who said that his team was far worse than last year. And, yeah, I can't disagree. I mean, um, and that's the thing. And, and, you know, if you want to get into predictions, I don't know if we'll do that this week or next week or whatever, but uh, I'm actually calling, unless there's a uh, Shattenkirk trade that saves this team, people are saying I'm crazy, but I don't think this team makes the playoffs. Um, I know that's an outrageous claim for Blues fans to hear, but uh, I just believe that if, if you look at maybe not last year, but two years ago, if you lose five less games than the Blues did, they don't make the playoffs. That's how tight of a race this this is. And and it's not that, that Bacchus and Brower are big point contributors. It's, it's again, the, the presence that we talked about they can bring and the winning attitude of Brian Elliott. I mean, that guy 
is beloved by his teammates. They loved having him in net. He was the ultimate locker room guy on top of just being a great goalie and stealing Blues games. Uh, you know, you can talk about all you want. He's a product of the system. Go back and, and watch some of those games during that stretch he had when Allen got hurt. Tell me he wasn't the reason for some of those wins. Uh, you know, you, you take those away, you take away five, six, seven wins this season than they had last season. They're looking outside of the playoffs. So, uh, you know, I, again, I think the right Chattenkirk trade, if it happens, could save this team, could bring in some offense, could give the team a new look. And, and things change. But, but going into the season, I'm not too confident in their chances. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people feel that way uh, just because they've, they've let a lot of uh, talent go uh, and they you know, traded away Elliott and didn't get as much in return. That's a big part of it too. I mean, we, we bitched about that, but I mean, that, that's, it's worth bitching about is that they could have helped this team a little bit by getting more in return from Elliott. So I, I, I that that was a it was a big disappointment, and uh, you you had a valuable asset, and you don't get as much in return as you should. Um, you know you're hurting the depth of your team. Um, let's uh, yeah that that'll wrap up the uh, the off season moves and uh, training camp opens September twenty fourth. The doors to Scott trade open at nine thirty. Uh, camp starts at ten. I will be there. Uh, it is my birthday. So I'm going there as a birthday present to myself to hang out and watch some Blues uh, training camp practice. Um, looking forward to the cold air and the sound of 30 players skates digging into the ice. So, uh, And the World Cup of Hockey we touched on last night with the, uh, the watch party at the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill where the, um, to be honest, uh, the game sucked. So the highlight of the evening was the jersey that was brought in by the STL oh, Blues history. Oh, I thought history. you were going to say hanging out with me. Well, fine. no, I, I mean that it. that was actually that was actually that was actually if I wanted to rank everything that happened that night, it was in terms of 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 good to bad, it was the jersey and then the game and then the urinals and then ponder. <laughs> so, you know what? I if you do <laughs> what we were talking about fans, uh you would know I take no issue with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to Bill. Yeah, I I, I can see Bill. Now that I'm back. The leopard print robe, he's drinking what looks like wine, and he's he's got the bed in the background of his room. I feel like we're watching uh, the ladies' man from Saturday Night Live. (laughs) Hey, it's the ladies' man. Oh, I didn't think you were going to see anything under 10 or 11 inches. (laughs) Uh, I didn't, yeah. All right, feedback for a second. Um, no, it's uh, the beer of the night. I uh, hiked out to uh, the, the local uh, beer store here, uh, Denny's, and uh, picked up uh, an Imperial Stout for tonight um, just because, you know, if I was going to be on, I, I needed to do it right. So, <laughs> it's oh God, all, I have to <laughs> all I have to drink is grab with a wide glass. But I, yeah, I, I could have uh, could have done the whole continental thing, the the Christopher Walken Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> All right, there we go. There we the, go. the 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 stand-in beer of the night was the. 
the chocolate peanut butter porter. He, he just cheered so the, Jill the, with his, the, with his this wine was, in this hilarious this, robe. Yeah. <laughs> this was, that was the, the beer for the first half of the podcast, and Bill's can be the second half. Uh, or the tail end, I guess. So, um, it, 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 real quick about the World Cup of Hockey. I don't want to spend a lot of time on no, it because I mean we're, we're running well, along. Wait, and... real, real quick, though. Before we get into the World Cup of Hockey, can we talk about the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill? Sure. I This is my first time there. It was fantastic. Oh, man. I cannot wait for that place to open. That is, uh, I tweeted last night a bunch of pictures, uh, one of them being the urinal. For those that didn't see it, <laughs> They have a Blackhawks Blackhawks logo in the middle of the urinal, so it's for target practice. It's also in the um, in the sit down toilet as well, which is hilarious. It, it is you 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 hear that about the Hawks logo? And think, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. We can piss on the Hawks logo. You don't realize how satisfying that is until <laughs> you do it. When you're there pissing on the logo and you're watching the piss just hit the logo. It's so great. Yeah. It's just so awesome. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going to piss on his face now. Now it's on the feathers. Now it's back on the face. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it's makes, it, makes, it makes taking a pee a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, and, 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 and real quick again about this bar. The TVs are perfectly placed all across the bar. The memorabilia. Like, I walked in, and, and the first thing you see on your right is a, uh, a David Backus fat head. And I saw it. My first thought was, oh, man, he's going to have to take that down. Now the Bacchus is in here. But I walked in, and it's not just current blue stuff. He's got stuff from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. There's stuff from every decade throughout this place. Uh, original artwork, too. Like, he's got a, a table made of that one-handed goal. It's it's a like a mural-looking thing on this table of the one-handed goal that Tarasenko scored. Um, he's got Hall and Oates pictures. He's got, uh, Gretzky, uh, his first game, uh, uh, the, the signs they made for the crowd. I mean, it, he's got everything in there. It's fantastic. So I was like, yeah, he's not gonna, he doesn't take down Bacchus. This isn't just a current blues bar. It's a blues history bar. And it's, it's awesome. Um, we will keep you all up to date when this place opens. Um, I know we're all clamoring for it. We're all excited. Um, but yeah, I, I cannot tell you enough how fantastic this bar is, and I can't wait to go back. Uh, I echo every sentiment. A and bubble hockey. He's got bubble, bubble hockey. Ho- bubble hockey, and there's, there's pool there. There's uh, hockey pinball games there. Um, there's a Bobby Orr uh, pinball game when he played for the Hawks, but still. No, that's uh, awesome. It, it's great. Yeah, no. It, it was it was fantastic. And uh, it's uh, the tables are, are blues themed tables. The carpet has blues logos. The the sport court as you walk in is blue and yellow. There's uh, the ceiling fans have blues logos. He's on got them. the the blue ceiling fans. The the two thousand I think it was two thousand when they made the blue cereal that has like Roman Turek and Keith Kachuk and all those guys on it. He's Probably. got boxes of those uh, behind the bar. I mean it. He's got everything. Everything you can imagine a blues bar having. He has. Yep. He's even got a, a rotating blues light that I'd never seen it before. It's 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 a, it's a it hangs out from the wall, not down from the ceiling. And it just it just rotates real slow. It lights up and it's this rotating blues sign. It's just like that's cool. Everything's cool there. It's just neat. Yeah, and he's got um he's got that uh um the I can't think of the name of it now. The the goal light that it's the Bluetooth sync. When the, the Blues score, yeah. it goes off. I mean, it's he's got everything. It's fantastic. Yep. 
yeah, it'll be a lot of fun to watch games there. Oh yeah, for sure. So the World Cup of Hockey, you know, uh, thanks to the Boone Sports Bar and Go for hosting the USA versus Canada watch party that we went to. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, Team USA sucks. Torrell is an asshat. That kind of <laughs> sums up the the whole World Cup as far as I'm concerned. Um, there's not much to talk about. I mean, but uh, the one thing I wanted to complain about Tor- Torrella with about was uh, his. It just rubbed me the wrong way. His comments about how no USA play, Team USA player will be allowed to sit for the national anthem. Uh, or is they're off the team or whatever he said or not going to play. And uh, I have two things to say about that whole protest and the anthem thing. Uh, Torella is an idiot, first of all. Um, I, do, do, does that even really need to be said about the national anthem uh, and standing? This is a, a tournament where players are playing for their country. Uh, that's all this tournament is about for them. If a, if a player wants to protest, they would decline the, the, the invite to play in the tournament. They, they wouldn't play for their country and I need to interrupt. Not, I need to yeah. interrupt. Do you you know that there was somebody for the U.S. national women's soccer team that that tried to to sit, and they told see, her no. They said if you're going to represent the country, you're you're right. Standing. That's my point. I'm like if you're if you don't want to if you have a problem with you know the things that your country is doing or don't play for your country. It's the whole tournament, whether it be women's soccer playing for Team USA or the World Cup of Hockey playing for Team USA, is representing your country. It's a country pride thing. Uh, uh, it wouldn't make any sense for a player to agree to play for the country and then not stand for the anthem. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. I'm not. I'm not saying people shouldn't protest it. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying is that that it wouldn't make any sense for them to protest the anthem if they also want to play for Team USA. It's like you can't have it you can't have your cake and eat it too there. It's not doesn't work. Second, as far as NFL players protesting the anthem by kneeling and not standing at the start of this whole thing, you know, uh real quick and not to get too political, but you know, the people people fought for the freedoms that we have and one of those freedoms is actually the freedom of speech. So which means that you are allowed to protest the national anthem, if you so desire, if you make if you make patriotism mandatory and force someone to salute the flag and recite the anthem against their will and punish them if they if they don't fall in line and 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 then we have and then we've instantly turned into North Korea. The fact that that that, that people don't get that is is kind of sad. These uh, idiot commentators like uh, Tommy Lauren uh, or Ben Shapiro, who I had never even heard of before. Uh, someone sent me the videos of these people. Um, they're calling for Kaepernick to have his salary docked or for him to lose his job or over this, or uh, some people are even saying to deport the guy, which is ridiculous. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're not patriots in any sense of the word. They're, they're simply idiots who don't have a, the slightest clue as to what this country is all about. I've heard others say that, that uh, the, the fact that Kaepernick just isn't that good of a quarterback is somehow uh, to, to discredit his po- protest, which is ridiculous. Like, like that has anything to do with anything at all. Uh, they're just grasping at straws because they know they're in the wrong about what's going on here. Yes, it would be fantastic if everyone got along and there were no issues in this country that people needed to protest about, but that isn't the case. Not even, not even close. And protesting is a right in this country, just like there's a right to complain about what Kaepernick is doing. But, you know, if you're going to disagree with what Kaepernick's doing, know what you're talking about at least i mean because 
some of the people out there that are complaining about it sound like idiots to put it to oversimplify it so there i'm off my soapbox now man that's uh that really spiraled into something else real quick i'm pissed i'm pissed this, off this is about, a political show now i'm what pissed do you off about donald trump who's gonna win the I'm, election i'm pissed off that people are trying to make patriotism mandatory it's 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 ridiculous it's then you're then you're a communist country it's i'm just, just telling you right now that if if you made me stand during the let's go blues radio open i would do it <laughs> just telling you right I, now well you know that is required I, okay i will start doing it actually what's required for the let's go blues radio uh intro is to not wear pants so oh, well, since we're all we're all in compliance i was gonna say that's been done since the first episode <laughs> right. we used to meet yeah. places to right. do the show right exactly that's gonna First be a thing we do is take our pants off and to the uh no pants wearing that he stands for. Um, yeah, that's. I thought that was it. We just have to pledge allegiance to Kurt. <laughs> okay. That, yeah. I, yeah. I do the same. That's. Uh, that's. Uh, this is. This is a dictatorship show. So that's. What, that's how we're going to be run. This, this is not a democracy in this show. This is not a. Uh, oh man, I was. I was going to quote uh, not another teen movie, but I don't know if anybody would get it. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna back off. I have not seen it. So That's Bill. Give me a thumbs not. up or a thumbs down. Not another team movie. You ever seen it? I can't see you, dude. Up higher. Oh, thumbs you guys are old. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I bet uh, your kids I, have seen it. Well, Bill doesn't have kids. I bet your dogs have seen it, Bill. I may have seen it, but I don't have a recollection of having seen it at this point. But um, I'll. Uh, I need to get going here, so uh, just wanted to you know get on for a few minutes while I could. Um, <clears throat> honestly, getting back to you know the the true purpose of the podcast, not for Kurt's political rants. It's not political. It's not political. <laughs> but the, getting back to hockey, um, you know, here we are, September twenty first. Training camp opens in a couple of days, and uh, I, I still need another uh, three, four weeks to be ready for hockey. Um, I, I just this was a, an underwhelming off season, uh, following a heartbreaking uh, end. Um, you know, I, I thought the Blues were so close last year, and just a little bit to put them over the top this year. And it all not. There's been so much change. It's hard to be optimistic going into the season. I am not mentally ready for it yet. I honestly haven't given a whole lot of thought to hockey. Um, I've been on Twitter a whole lot this summer, and uh, I don't know. I don't know that I'll be ready uh, when we get to uh, October 12th and uh, puck drop. So um, we'll see. I guess uh, you guys are gonna have to work on me and. And, and get me uh, pumped up for it, and uh, we'll see where I am in a few weeks. All right, but uh, All right. otherwise, um, you know, um, it, it'll be nice to get this back into the routine. Um, unfortunately, uh, my current circumstances uh, require that I be holding a phone, wearing a leopard print bathrobe uh, to uh, participate at all, and. Uh, 
you know, hopefully in uh, a couple weeks or next week, whenever we do the next one, I'll be a full participant, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll start thinking more about hockey. All right. Uh, yes, thank you, Bill, for taking time out to join us this evening. Uh, and we did enjoy the leopard print robe. Very nice. I definitely did. <laughs> I'll be thinking of that later. I uh, I almost want to play this clip. It's late enough, right? Can I play this clip? It's late enough. Here we go. I look like some cock-sucking faggot. Have you seen Red to break? Joe, I don't care, man. Enough is enough. Nowhere in my contract does it say i got to make a fool out of myself. Am I right? <laughs> All right. Nice. That's from Slapshot. It's that does much. actually say that in Bill's contract, that he has to make a fool out of himself. R well, yeah. It's so that really doesn't work. It doesn't work there, right. Kurt. Besides, like I said, this is a dictatorship, so I, he has to do what I say. Oh, um, we're not going to get to our blue social media phase. Yeah, let's, uh, I, I say we just give it a mention, though, right? Just kind of yeah, mention the, the, what we're going to be doing this season. Yeah, uh, this was. I think this was your idea, correct? Yeah, Jeff? I think so. Uh, yeah, you talked about uh, uh, grabbing some interesting or comical or ridiculous uh, <laughs> comments uh, from uh, social media outlets uh, that uh, pertain to the blues from, uh, from various fans. Uh, if you happen to hear your comment, <laughs> you're listening to the show and you, hey, I made that comment. Don't take offense to it. It's all in good fun. <laughs> yeah, we're, but, we, I mean, we all do, me and you have talked now for what, an hour and a half. Uh, I'm sure we've said three or four ridiculous things that if taken out of context, looks ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, don't take offense. Yeah, so we'll we'll list a, a few uh, of our favorites uh, each week. So that that should be fun. And I'll just I, I got a few here, but I'll keep them in the queue for next week. Yeah, those are those are great. Um, and I'll add to them too. Yeah, it's uh it's all in good fun. I'm I'm looking forward to this. Uh, it'll it'll require a little more research on our part, but. Um, I think we've all had those moments where, you know, we're bored at work or whatever, and we go through the the the, the asylum or even letsgoblues.com boards or, or the Facebook pages, and we say, what the hell is that guy talking about? And uh, we're going to be mentioning those those moments a lot on this show this season. It should be fun. I uh, should also mention, too, we, we spoke with uh, Tom at the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill about – doing some shows live there this season. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that and, and uh, have some fun. We've also discussed doing some post-game shows and uh, getting your thoughts and, and uh, you know, just people coming on, sharing what they think. Who knows? It's probably going to be more fun when they lose. So we'll see. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but that's another thing we're going to be adding on to this season. And one thing too that I wanted to—I didn't—I didn't tell uh, you this yet. I told—I mentioned it to Bill uh, as a, a text. I didn't tell you yet. Um, I spoke with uh, Steve from Centerize Brewery, the place that's being built. Uh, oh yeah, in the same building as uh, was Pappy's, a smokehouse. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we may be doing something from their place when they open. So that's that would be we'll cool. Talk, we're gonna talk about that too. So that that may or may not happen. So yeah, they're uh, they're opening up uh, this year, right? They want to do it before mm -hmm. the uh, next year. Uh, next next, year. next like at, in 2017 sometime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, those don't know about it. Uh, Google search, Facebook search, uh, uh, Center Ice Brewing, right? Center Ice Brewing Company is that Center's, what they're called? I think it's Center Ice Brewery. I think. Brewery. Yeah. Brewery. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah it's uh, that's an exciting another development. Hockey. Uh, to me, it seems like it's it's starting to 
to really pick up even more steam since the Rams left in St. Louis. So I'm yeah. that's they an should, exciting rightfully, part. Rightfully so. I think the brewery, so. their the St. Louis brewery has about I think um, five or six brews, uh, beers they brew there, hockey theme beers. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think you you can get them now. I think uh, it, I'm not sure where, but they they will have them available there when they open. So yep. anyway, that's something to look forward to. Uh, a cool place to go after games too, maybe. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, my wife and I, not to give away my location too much, but uh, we've been talking about moving to Maryland Heights, uh, buying a house out there. And, and since the uh, the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill is so close to opening up, I told her, I'm like, man, you know, there's nights where she's going to bed 9:30, 10 o'clock. I'm like, man, when the Blues are playing on the uh, the West Coast, I'm gonna head up to the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill when you go to bed. <laughs> that's, that's a fantastic idea. Yep. Um, all right. I think we're going to close it off here. That will, uh, that will do it for this week's episode of let's go blues radio. Uh, don't forget to check out our friends over at the beyond checker dome, the loose chicklets and the blues hockey podcasts. And of course the drop podcast and the toast dispatch podcast. And be sure to stop by the blue note sports bar and grill in Maryland Heights, Missouri. When they open, uh, he hopes to open before the season starts. So he's very close. He says, I uh, uh, also want to want to add another shout out to uh, Beyond Checker Dome's mother site, and that is the St. Louis Game Time. Uh, for if you're going to a game this year, uh, they are back at it again. Uh, this is their 21st year, correct? Last year was their 20th. I don't know. You're asking I me. That, I think sure. that's right. Um, it's been a long time. It's 21st or the 26th year. It's it's one of the two. I believe it's the 21st. Um, Brad uh, is the, uh, the the manager over there. He does a fantastic job. So if you're walking in, you hear a guy yelling, programs, programs, it's probably a game time guy if he's outside the arena. So pick one of those up. They're hilarious. Uh, great writers, great guys and girls uh, that work over there. Uh, so I want to give them a shout out as well. I believe their website is stlouisgametime.com. Yep. And uh, the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill, you can check out their website at thebluenotesportsbar.com and uh, they'll post announcements there and on Facebook uh, when they open. And uh, also, um, they'll have an ad in this Sunday's Post-Dispatch for uh, their coming soon stuff, information about the place, some pictures. Uh, the post, there's a special Blues season preview, 50th anniversary edition uh, portion of the Post-Dispatch uh, that's coming out this Sunday. So if you pick up the paper, that'll be in there. And it's something that uh, they talk about people would want to save, maybe. So the ad will be in there. So that's kind of cool. Uh, uh, and I actually designed that ad for him. So uh, uh, you guys can look for that. And what a nice ad it is. I, you know, it's. I'm not gonna say too much about it other than it's fantastic. So that's. Uh, I do good work. You do. You really do. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for Mr. Bill Day and Mr. Jeff Ponder. I am Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? Only just begun, they're on their way to number one Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues The Blues are on the ice tonight again They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win 
They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.